Hi, thanks for tuning in to my uh, channel and my podcast, and I just want to share the love of Jesus with you all and how amazing he is. Like, he's so amazing, and he will continue to be amazing until he comes again. And I wanted to talk to you about his stealth coming. So I'm calling this the um, the second coming, the second stealth coming. So he was pretty stealth in his first coming. Uh, nobody really knew what he was talking about when he said, I'm going to destroy the temple and three days rise again. Uh, when they crucified him, pretty much the disciples felt like he was a failure and they had failed and because they thought he was going to establish the kingdom on the earth. So we know that his kingdom is not of this earth and we know that he hides the wisdom from the wise and he gives it to babes. And I've been talking about the end times uh, for a few years now been watching the signs and I'm calling this his stealth coming because it's so much different than we thought in mainstream Christianity and you can watch you know my videos if you'd like I have a whole series on how this is possibly playing out um, I wanted to reiterate the importance of 2017 and the timing of the Lord um, I believe that we are already entered into the last three and a half years and it is not like we thought, not even like I thought at all and I'm not sure what to expect, but I said on Passover 2021, uh, the celebrated Passover at the end of March and the real Passover according to the corrected calendar in April, end of April 2021, um, <clears throat> there were from very significant events. So at the end of March in 2021, um, Netanyahu could not get his Knesset, uh, could not get his coalition formed for the government there. So the, there was a coalition formed uh, with Bennett and another person that would be Prime Minister. On that very Passover in March of 2021. So they also couldn't move forward. Um, and then they had the, but that day when Netanyahu could not get his coalition and they had formed their coalition. He couldn't get his um, majority for the Knesset. I'm not sure how it all works, but if the prime minister can't get his majority uh, for the Knesset, then I think it gives the, a way for the other parties to rise up. So those parties are now fully in place, and it includes an Arab party. Um, so it is a conservative um sort of conservative liberal party under Bennett, then it's a s extreme liberal. And then there's also an Arab um, part to the coalition that's now made up. But on the end of March in 2021, Passover, that's when they couldn't form the Knesset. 
Netanyahu, and he's the conservative that is backing conservative Israel. So then the breakout with the Hamas, so the Jerusalem starting to be trampled down by the Gentiles, um, so that happened at Passover April, the real Passover 2021. And at that time, still there was no, Netanyahu was still in place because the other parties hadn't been able to form their coalition. But now on the blood moon, uh, which was in May, um, I think it was May 25th or 26th, um, our Secretary of State flew to Israel and met with Bennett. And Bennett had now formed a coalition. Uh, basically, Bennett is betraying his conservative roots by forming this coalition. And all this to say is this the abomination that is beginning to be set up. So I've also talked about the abomination in our hearts. Um, do we want the world more than we want the Lord? And are we willing to um, get the coronavirus vaccination? Are we willing to get the passport? Are we wanting the world so much that we will do anything? And so the further you go in the world, the more trapped you're going to be. And the further you stay out of it, the more you stay out of it, the less trapped you'll be in the matrix of the Antichrist system. So why can I say that we could already be in the three and a half years and we don't see the Antichrist? Well, we know the false prophet is moving. The two horns joined February 4th, 2021 in the International um, Day of Human Fraternity. So the Pope and the Grand Iman have joined together. The EU has joined with them. And so also the Sunnis and the Shiites have joined with them and the Vatican. So that's a moving beast. That's the beast of the earth. It's got two horns, the Pope. The Grand Amin, the Grand Iman of, of Dubai. And that is a um, moving beast right now. That beast is moving. It's moving under the scenes. Um, it's also having events where and more and more people are joining that. And that voice is getting stronger. So it, at some point, the false prophet gives the voice, uh, gives over the authority for the Antichrist. So the Antichrist is um, most likely um, someone, uh, well, he is from the Middle East, and we think he, we know he, uh, he is, but it's not about him exactly. It's about the authority of the movement. So it'll get stronger and stronger to the point where it'll be harder and harder to resist. You know, why shouldn't we be all together? Um, and that brings up my thought about every tribe and every tongue. So I've been working on my Mystery of Messiah song, um, which I just never had a chance to record. But it's the mystery of the Messiah hidden in God and how we are, every tribe and every tongue of those who have accepted him have also been now, um, we're in his mystery. We're in that mystical relationship with him the church, we're the bride, and we're in that mystical relationship with him. And what the anti-Messiah wants to do, and the false prophet, and the beast of the sea, they want to join every tribe and every tongue. But they always want to counterfeit what the Lord is doing and what the Lord gets to do. They aren't creators. They can't create anything. They can only be counterfeits. So... 
every tribe and every tongue sounds perfect. I mean, that's what we all want. We all want to be together and love each other. But we can only be one in Yahweh. We can only be one in Mashiach, only in Messiah, only in the mystery of the Messiah. So we are one, every tribe and every tongue, in the mystery of the Messiah. And then it goes on uh, to talk about Jerusalem above is free and the mother of us all. And I always just love that verse so much. There's not Jew or Greek, bond or free, man or woman, and Jerusalem above is the mother of us all. Um, I forget what verse that is. It's uh, probably Galatians or Ephesians. I might look it up for you. But that, to me, New Jerusalem is the epitome of what we're seeking. So the Tower of Babel, they tried to get all together, but it was in their strength, and they didn't want to worship God. They wanted to be the rulers and make it all together, and then God separated them all. And we always have that yearning to be close to our brothers and sisters and close to people who we can't speak to. I'm trying to learn several languages, at least learn Jesus Loves Me. Um, I think in Chinese, it's Yesu Aini. In um, Spanish, it's um, Jesus Te Amo. Uh, you know, in, let's see, French, it's probably Yesu Tem. Yesu Tem. Uh, I learned it in a few other languages, but feel free if you ever want to send me an email with your language. Uh, I did learn it in Korean, but I forgot what that was. Um, anyway, so every tribe and every tongue. So he, at the same time, the anti-Messiah is moving to gather his every tribe and every tongue into himself to be deceived with him forever and burn with him forever in the lake of fire, the Lord is strengthening his covenant ones. Um, so the, the word I heard from the Lord yesterday, which was June 5th, 2021, was only those believers who have the oil will from now on, the rest of this tribulation time until he comes, are the ones that are going to have the revelation. So basically the virgins who have been filling their oil, those who've been watching and seeking him, the word was really clear to me that only those who have the oil will have the revelation from now on. So that means the oil is not available anymore to the false prophets, the false teachers in the church, the Pharisees, um, possibly a lot of teachers in mainstream Christianity, and they are not going to be getting new revelation. So then he was saying to me that the oil is in the ark, and I was looking up Genesis about Noah and the ark, and I never was thinking about the oil and the ark, and I'm not sure if this is what the Lord meant, but this is what I looked up. So when Noah went onto the boat and God shut them in and his family, so they had the oil with them. And oil is really important in the Bible. You know, oil is um, you make bread with it, or you have the oil of joy and the oil of salvation and 
so and the oil uh, you know burns with the Hanukkah the the lamp is always burning um, the in the temple so the oil is really important to the Lord and I want to look at more stuff about the oil but the oil went on the ark because they took their food you know they took their provisions so I'm sure they took their oil and then God destroyed everything. He destroyed the earth, so he destroyed the oil. He destroyed everything. And what occurred to me when I was reading Genesis again about um, when they sent the dove out and there was finally dry land is that the dove came back with an olive branch. So the olive branch is the olive oil. You know, the two olive branches are going to rise up, the two witnesses, um, which I believe are already here, and I don't believe we can see them yet. When you read about them again in Zechariah, um, the Lord says, don't despise the day of small beginnings in reference to the two witnesses. So it could mean uh, this team, these two men, I believe, are already prophesying. I don't know that for sure. But if we're in the last three and a half years, just as the Antichrist is present and moving and not, we don't see him very much right now, just as the false prophet is moving, we don't see it that much. It's pretty undercover right now. Um, but they're definitely moving as a false prophet. I believe the witnesses could be, could be moving too. So if you think about that, only those who have the oil will be getting the revelation. The oil is in the ark. Does that mean those of us who have been watching, are we in the ark? I don't know. That made me think of it though, that maybe we're already in the ark. And, you know, I feel sad for people who are watching for this, uh, the rapture that's supposed to happen. You know, they read the Left Behind series and they think it's supposed to happen before the tribulation. Um, because we're in the tribulation and we don't know what we're going to encounter, but the Lord is able to get us through the tribulation. And you can watch my video on that, the left behind lie, you know, is it a lie? So also the, um, he will shorten the days. So he talks a lot about days. That's why, you know, in my site, um, I've brought up all the research from calculating the last seven.com because the Lord talks about days. No man knows the hour or the exact day of the Lord's coming, but we can get pretty close to the timing because there's a lot of things about the timing. So in order to get your mind around that only those who have the oil might have the revelation you have to think about Jesus when he came. So before that, the Jews in the temple, they were worshiping God and doing the sacrifices, and they could feel his presence that way. But after he came, you could only feel his presence if you were worshiping in the temple, Jesus. Then he began to, um, in 1948, when the Jews took back um, their, when they got their nation, the Lord began to wake up people about the Jewish nation and Israel, and 1967, 
the age of the Gentiles was over because he said in Luke 21, it says, Jerusalem will be trampled down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Well, Jerusalem was trampled down from the time uh, after Jesus died and rose again when the temple was destroyed all the way until 1967 when the Jews took back Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. When the Jews had Jerusalem again, the age of the Gentiles was over. So at that time you have Jews for Jesus, Messianic Jews, and the Lord was starting to wake up the Gentiles because he's taking the blinders off when he brought the bones of Ezekiel. When Ezekiel saw the dry bones, so he saw the dry bones back in Israel. So that was the people of Israel when they got their nation back, but their bones were dry. And then he said, can these bones live? And the Lord said, yes, they will. They will live. And so in 1948, when the Lord brought them back into their nation, they were dry bones, but he was wanting to start to pour out his revelation to his people. So he was starting to take the blinders off their eyes, and he was starting to also wake up the Gentile church to the roots of their faith. So from 1967 on, um, if the age of the Gentiles was over, you, were, you couldn't really press in really close to the Lord unless you were understanding the roots of the faith as a Gentile. And you couldn't get close to the Lord as a Jew unless you became a Messianic Jew. So the Lord keeps going, and we have to follow him. So when uh, the revelation, so when for me, when the roots of Israel, when I woke up, it was all about Israel. And then I could understand um, the sons of Ishmael and how they could come in. Um, and what's interesting is when I really witness to people from is Islamic religion, um, which a majority of them are the tribes of Ishmael, because God said, I'll bless Ishmael, and I'll make him a great nation, 12, I think. Was it 12, or that is that just for, for Abraham? But there was a blessing for Ishmael, and the Arab nations are basically the, the sons of Ishmael. Um, but they, what's interesting is it made more sense to the, the Islamic um, people when I would talk about being a Messianic, and Jesus is a Jew, and they're tribal people, they understand tribes, they understand ethnicity, they don't understand Catholicism, the Pope. Um, so, so if you stay with the Pope and you stay with that you, and you don't recognize and understand Israel, so you start to not have the oil. That's where I'm getting at is when, if you don't go where the Lord is, you don't have the oil. So then in 2017, when he presents his revelation, 12, the great sign, the woman clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet and the 12 stars, that amazing great sign. If you don't start to know and understand that we're in the end times, then you don't have the oil. You don't have the presence of the Lord. And at the time when the Lord was really wanting people to understand their Jewish roots, the Gentile church that remained cut off, those who didn't want to understand Israel and didn't want to understand the roots of Israel, they couldn't get the fresh oil. 
So everything was about gossip and a lot of legalism, you know, and a lot of uh, ingrown stuff, like ingrown, like a festering ingrown thing to me. That's what it seemed like. And I couldn't be in the Gentile church anymore. I couldn't. I mean, I still went. I like to sing and I also sing in a messianic. So I was always trying to bridge that. But that my revelation was coming from the Lord. So as the end, we're in the end times, that's where he is. He's coming again really soon. So now if you know he's coming again really soon and you're not trapped in mainstream theology and you're not trapped in the mainstream um, eschatology that says everything is going to happen this way because now I know from the interpretations in Hebrew and from how stealth the Lord is, it's happening very differently than they think. But that's where the Lord is. He He's coming again really soon. He's in the end times. And he is pouring out his flesh. He is. I know some of my listeners have been woken up. You know, the Lord has just literally talked to them. And when they were in some other place, not even seeking him. So he is pouring out his, his all flesh. He is pouring his spirit out. But it's not in the way that we thought, you know, huge stadiums with people and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I really uh, want to talk about this because some, you know, some people might think, well, she's a false prophet because, you know, I like I didn't know. I thought maybe, you know, the world war would be starting. And it is, it is seeping up. I mean, we have the Russian you know, doing their cyber attacks, and we have China, China's military won't even talk to our White House right now, and then we have the warships coming up to Venezuela from Iran, you know, getting a close proxy, um, and then the, we have the warship, the biggest um, Iranian warship was just blown up a few days ago. I know if some of you follow this stuff, you'll, you, you'll know that stuff, but them blowing up that worship, I thought that was significant because when I was praying for Iran, so the Lord has a very special place in his heart for Iran, for the Iranian people, because they're Persian. They're from Cyrus the Great, basically, you know, not all of them, but he had Cyrus the Great, Cyrus was anointed of the Lord. He was um he was the only non-Israelite in the old covenant the Old Testament that was called anointed of the Lord and he rebuilt the temple. So the Lord always said to me, not only would he save a lot of people in Iran, which he is, and not only would they want to marry Israel, have bridal veils to Jesus and love Israel, like, like maybe not marry, but they would love Israel. He said to me that there would be an, a revolution that would come out of Iran and overthrow their evil government. Um, so I don't know, because I also think that maybe, I mean, what I've been taught and what I kind of think is that Russia, Turkey, and Iran are three of the major players. Turkey's been asserting itself. Um, Turkey's joined now with the Pope. They want to take over Jerusalem and control Jerusalem. Um, so I don't know for sure, but that Russian or the Iranian ship that blew up, it could have been a mixture of Mossad and an inside operation. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I wanted to talk about this stealth thing. My video is getting longer and longer. But the thief in the night, you know, let's think about that a little bit more. The thief in the night. So I looked up a lot of verses on it. And 
a thief, of course, is stealth. Um, the oh, I also wanted to bring up uh, the oil. So the oil, the widow, Elijah's widow. Remember, she had the oil. She made the cakes for him, and she had the oil every day enough to make the cakes. So she, so the ones who already have the oil right now, because I don't believe the Lord's giving the oil out anymore. So the ones who have been listening and they know that we're in this time of tribulation, um, they may be like Elijah's widow where they'll have the oil and they'll prepare it every day and you'll have the oil of revelation that you need to feed yourself and your family and maybe others. Now, am I saying people can't get saved now? No, no, not at all. I think that people will be drawn to the people with the oil, but I can't imagine what a drought is going to be. Uh, when even major players in the church scene are not going to get fresh revelation. So what are they going to talk about? I don't even know what they're going to talk about. Also, at the time of Elijah's widow was the drought. So it was the drought. There was a famine in the land and a drought. Just like there's going to be a drought and a famine if you don't have the oil and you don't have the fresh revelation. Anyway, that's encouraging to think about that. So, the thief in the night, uh, this in Zephaniah 1, it talks in the English version, it's more like the Lord will consume, you know, the earth and all living things. But in the Hebrew, it's basically saying the Lord will snatch away all the earth. He will snatch it away, snatch away all living things. And we were talking about the possibility, like the, the Lord is so stealth. He's so hidden because, listen, if we're already three and a half years into this and most people don't know, that's how stealth he really is. But watching, it's been amazing. Revelation 12 sign. Let's just look at the things that happened in 2017 again. Let me just um, read them again. So in 521 B.C., let me look at this. In 521 BCE, the prophecy of 77s was spoken to Daniel in exile in Babylon. This date started as a counting of seven of years, sevens of years, to the command by Artaxerxes one given to Ezra to restore Jerusalem in 458 BC. 63 years and nine sevens later, that's 69 sevens, the counting of the sevens continued. 455 years or 65 sevens later to the birth of Messiah. So that was the first counting of the 70, the 69 sevens. Okay, so the second counting of the 69 sevens happened when um, Solomon wanted to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. So you can look at my video, Daniel's Sign, because that explains that timeline and that brought us to exactly 2017. 2017 is the year in which seven sevens of years are completed from the command by the Ministerial Committee for the Economic Affairs to restore and rebuild Jerusalem on September 8, 1968. 2017 is the 50th year, the year of Jubilee, from the capture of Jerusalem by Israel in the Six-Day War on June 7, 1967. 
2017 is the year in which seven sevens of Jubilees are completed from the commandment by Xerxes I given to Nehemiah to rebuild Jerusalem in 445 BC. 2017 is the year of Jubilee in which the latter rain outpouring began in Jerusalem during the festival of Sukkot beginning in the 50th year from the resurrection of the nation of Israel in 1967 just as the former rain outpouring began on the day of the festival of Shavuot on the 50th day from the resurrection of Messiah in 28 CE and from the resurrection of Messiah in 28 CE to the resurrection of the nation of Israel in 1967 are 277 sevens. 217 is also the year in Jubilee which 120 Jubilees are completed from the creation of Adam fulfilling the 100 Jubilees or 6,050 times 120 years promised in Genesis for the completion of the six days of man to rule the earth. All of the prophesied calculations of time and scripture are converging together for one time only into the year 2017. Never again in all eternity can all these calculations of sevens and Jubilees from the creation of Adam and from the commands for the rebuilding of Jerusalem be repeated again. All of the counting of the years of the events in history are pointing toward one date, the date when 77s will be fulfilled at the end of the last seven. So the Revelation sign, the Revelation 12 sign also happened at the Feast of Trumpets right before the Feast of Sukkot in 2017. So right before the Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem were praying for rain, praying for the outfit. That's when the trickle began and the Feast of Sukkot, 2017. Right before that was the Feast of Trumpets, the 2017 Revelation 12 sign. So the Lord announced it. And then what happened was, and there were some people who really believed that the seven years were going to start. Scott Clark believed it. He's the one that discovered the Revelation 12 sign when he looked up all the NASA articles, all the NASA, you know, arranging of the stars. He was able to point that to 2017. And Michael Rood. And also there was a movie put out called The Sign. But what happened is 2017, the Feast of Sukkot, right after The Sign, the Revelation 12 sign, it didn't happen the way they thought. So they all just left like they're, their ideology, they, they, you know, one of them thought it was going to be raptured, one of them thought the war was going to start. I believe it started, and it was a trickle of rain, and then in 2018, you can watch my video about the trampling of the temple, so that if that really happened, that's a really subtle way of fulfilling that prophecy, but it literally is a fulfillment of that prophecy. Every word of that prophecy of the trampling of the temple and the counting of the 2,300 evenings and mornings, I believe happened on, I think it was June 14th, 2018, when the WAQF trampled the temple in the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. They literally went through and took, they trampled the temple. They went on foot and they literally um, took every artifact from that was left from the Temple of Solomon that was on the Temple Mount. So if that isn't the trampling of the temple. And if you watch my video on 
the counting of the 2,300 evenings and mornings, you'll understand that the sacrifices did cease because the word sacrifice is hadamid in Hebrew, and that can mean anything that's continual, anything that's a continually sacred thing, like a lamp burning, or the stones, the sacred stones of the Temple of Solomon. And I'm sure the little horn and the Antichrist was moving to have that done, like moving behind the scenes. So if that was a fulfillment, and if the rain started and it was just a prayer by Orthodox Jews, you can see how even in this next three and a half years, how stealth, how stealth these prophetic uh, fulfillments might be. It might be so stealth. Like we might not see the witnesses now. And for a while, we, we're going to see them at some point. They could be witnessing and we can't see them. We haven't heard the, the, the Antichrist gets a voice, the movement and the whole human fraternity. It gets a voice of authority. But we haven't heard it that much yet. It's, uh, it's, it's formed, though. They're formed. They're formed. <laughs> They're formed together. And the little horns subdues three nations. I mean, that could be the Sunnis, Shiites, and the Vatican. Those are all. Those are three nations. So I don't know. I'm not saying I know for sure, but I'm going to keep you posted as much as I can. I am trying to encourage those who are listening and have been listening. And um, the Lord hid Himself from the Pharisees. And I was going to go through all the scriptures about the mystery which I'll do in another video it's the mystery of the Messiah it's the mystery of you know everything's a mystery mystery Babylon that's a mystery that whole system is a mystery he speaks in parables and then we understand so those of you who have been listening and those of you who are gonna tune in I think the Lord will bring people to tune in to my channel and to other people who have the oil um, and I'm grateful, I'm so grateful that the Lord showed me that. I'm like, oh my God, because I am not worthy to have the oil. I am not worthy to have the oil. I don't know why I have the oil. It's just because I want Him so much. And I always have. Like, I can't even live without my Savior. I can't even live without Him. He is everything. He's my. I, in Him, I move and live and have my being. So, um... The coming as a thief in the night, so you can see how that could really happen. Like if he's still stealth, and it's not obvious, and we, um, you know, at some point it will be. I'm sure the apocalyptic events that are prophesied, you know, when the war that aren't the um, Gog and Magog and all those things, there will be. But is are you trapped at that point? You know, as a believer, are you trapped in the system and and being beheaded, or are you? You trapped, um, you know, and not not prepared. So I'm not really knowing, but the whole idea of the Lord coming as a thief and snatching away. So as the Antichrist built his system and his kingdom on earth, the Antichrist is assuming there's going to be an earth. <laughs> He's assuming that earth is going to still be producing fruit and producing oxygen and producing uh, living things like the Lord may literally just snatch his whole earth and snatch every living thing out of it that is either those people who are worshiping him his true worshipers 
who are in the inner court, which is him, and we've already been measured. I really believe he's already measured us. I, I had a dream where we were measured. And um, so now the outer courts will be trampled. And could it be that when, you know, Bill Gates and all his evil memes build this system, the Lord snatches every living thing, every breathing animal, every living tree off the earth, and there's nothing to be on the earth about. And then the, you know, the bowls of wrath will be poured out and everything. So anyway, I just want to encourage you if you are really believing the Lord's coming soon, because I really believe He is, and He is going to get us through. And I just want to give you encouragement, and um, I want to do a lot more videos. I have a lot of great information that I haven't shared yet with um, a lot of the interpretations of, you know, His name and from the ancient Hebrew, and I want to be sharing that. I'm also going to be starting um, in my season one of my podcast. I'm going to be reading from my Walking Dead book, which um, no one's really ever heard, but it's, it's a pretty prophetic book, so um, stay tuned for that. Tune in to my blog and my podcast, and thank you so much for following, and um, let's just you know pray that we stay so close to Him that we're not going to miss it. You know, we are not going to miss what he's doing. Let's just cling to him in Jesus' name. All right, God bless you, and thanks for tuning in. The temple of my Messiah, the new Jerusalem.